further ado, uh, Tim Healy joins us now. You can see his work all over Newsday. Tim, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us on this Mother's Day Sunday morning. How are you? I am excellent, thank you. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Uh, unbelievable. I haven't I haven't uh, did uh, talked about the, the the derby yet, but had a really fun night last night. Not that I I won any money. I just can't even imagine what it must be like to have like you know just even putting like five dollars down on a horse that uh, that goes eighty <laughs> to one. But uh, I'll talk about that a uh, little bit later on in the program. Uh, ex- excited to have you on, not just to talk about. The, the Mets and what's going on with the Yankees as well, but just all in all, Major League Baseball and, and, and what you just recently were reporting. But let's start with the Mets. Uh, doubleheader today in, in Philadelphia. Um, you know, we got uh, Bassett going first, Scherzer following up. Excited for that that duel, Scherzer and, 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 and Gibson as well. Gibson's having a, a pretty steady year. Uh, let, but let's talk about this Mets team. And uh, it, I just feel like it's, it's a different vibe, right? It's, it's a different feel. It's a different vibe from the manager to the decisions ownership is making by saying like, Cano, you're batting 195, dude, doesn't, <laughs> we don't need you here. I, I don't, you know, we'll eat the 30, 25, $30 million. Kind of talk about, you've been covering this team for quite a while. Talk about what, what, what this team, how this team feels to you, Tim, this season. The Mets this year do feel different and it's mostly because they're, they're winning. It's kind of like the old chemistry question. How much does team chemistry matter? And I always say it's pretty over – it's important, but it's overrated because if you win, as, the, as these Mets are so far, everybody's going to be happy. Everybody's going to like each other. It's going to feel like a different team. They haven't had a collective slump yet. They haven't faced any on-field adversity yet. They have had a couple injuries, including to Jacob DeGrom. Um, but on the field, everything's been going great. Um, so it does feel like a different Mets team. It's, it, in my opinion, too early to be declaring it, uh, you know, really anything more than a good start, which is sort of the approach the Mets have taken publicly as well. Uh, but you have to like 19-9, a 19-9 stretch during any point of the season. But to start the season, uh, it's hard to ask for much more than that. Yeah, looking at the National League, again, 19-9 for the Mets. They've got a five-and-a-half game lead above the Marlins. Hello, uh, the Braves uh, <laughs> following them, the Phillies and the Nationals uh, rounding out the crew. Uh, they're 10-19. and 19. Meanwhile, in the Central, you've got the Brewers that are 19-9. and nine. And then in the West, obviously the Dodgers, 18-7. and seven. Uh, You know, looking at a number of uh, power rankings, I know they come out each and every week. A number of analysts have the Mets as the best team in the National League. I guess you're saying the Mets aren't ready to claim that. Um, are you ready to claim that? I mean, do you feel, based on what you've seen from the Dodgers and the Brewers, that as of right now, the Mets really check more boxes? Uh, I, honestly, no. <laughs> um, the Dodgers are the probably the premier organization in all of baseball right now, so uh, they – probably have a better claim to that title. It's only been a month of season, and let's not forget that the Braves won the World Series last year and have won the division each of the last four years. So the Mets are off to a very good start. I I don't really put much stock into the weekly updated power rankings because the only power rankings that matter are the standings, which so far for the Mets are good after a month. Um, But they're going to have a very interesting stretch of play now. You mentioned the Dodgers. In not next week, but the week after, starting then, they're going to spend most of a month out west. They have a road trip to play the Rockies and the Giants, and then they come home for a little bit. 
and then they go back out west to play the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Angels. Those are all good teams. Even the Rockies, to my great surprise, have been good so far. So it's going to be interesting for the Mets. They've been excellent, and uh, you know they're going to have a lot more chances to prove that they are for real. Interesting. Uh, Tim Healy joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. What about that seven-run comeback in the ninth the other night? I know it, it feels like it was quite a few days ago because weather conditions have been bad, and of course the Mets, uh, that game postponed, hence the doubleheader today. But, uh, you know, it's, it's those kind of games that I feel really can, not that their season needed, needed to be quote-unquote turned around, but it, it's, it's, it's those kind of games that I feel build the cohesiveness in a clubhouse, right? Agreed, yeah. And the thing is, they've had quite a few moments and games like that already. I mean, their seven-run ninth inning, the greatest comeback in uh, 25 years, the biggest comeback in 25 years for the Mets, um, it happened in like 29 pitches. So it fell apart really quickly for the Phillies. But you're right. Those are the sorts of things and the sort of moments that can stand out if and when a team does something special down the line. It was the craziest part to me was hearing Brandon Nimmo in the jubilant post-game clubhouse describing, you know, what just happened. And he, and he, and he said, no hitters don't happen every day. And five run ninth innings don't happen every day. And seven run ninth innings don't happen every day. But the Mets, for the Mets, those things have been happening about once a week so far. So, They've had quite a few impressive, impressive wins so far, which is why there's so much juice behind them right now. There's a, there's a, there's been a lot to like. Um, just taking a look at, and, and I know you cover more the Mets than you do the Yankees, but we got to talk about the Yankees and, and, and you know what they've been able to, do, especially eleven and one their last twelve games, eighteen and seven. Uh, so far on the season and and talk about a team that is checking all the boxes uh, from obviously uh, their, their offense, their batting uh, Garrett Cole, turning the corner uh, their, their, their rotation as well as their bullpen. And they have a two shot lead up on the Rays in the American league East. Um, You know, I I said this before it's, and, and I, and I understand, you know, I've been here in in New York for over 12 years now. I understand that, you know, Mets Yankees and, and, and that type of rivalry, but, you know, as, as someone who's a sports talk host, uh, I, I really I, I enjoy and the excitement of both these teams doing doing not just well in competing, but like both these teams. Again, looking at the power rankings this this week, Yankees number one in the power rankings above the Dodgers. So you know, there's talk and speculation. The Mets are the best team in the National League, and in a lot of power rankings. A lot of folks have the Yankees as number one overall. And again, I, I know you don't pay a lot of attention to the weekly power rankings. I do though. <laughs> and, um, and so again, you know, we're not just talking about the Yankees and the Mets doing well and being above 500. I feel like, you know, that's, to, you know, obviously each and every year, the Yankees, their goal is to win the world series uh, for Mets fans. Yeah. You want to win the world series, but, but let's be honest. If, if the Mets are above 500, it's a good day. Uh, this, this is, this is, this is above and beyond. And now we're talking about two New York teams uh, that are in the discussion of being at least top three, top five in the power rankings, let alone two of the best in Major League Baseball. It's just, it's, don't you feel it's an exciting time? I know it's early. I know it's a small sample size. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I just feel like it's just an exciting time, uh, especially when you look at the NFL teams and how the Giants and the Jets have been struggling, right? Like, it's just an exciting time yep. for baseball here in New York. Absolutely. It's an exciting time for baseball 
here in New York, and more generally, baseball is more fun when the Mets and Yankees are both good at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's what we've had so far. So it should be a really fun summer of baseball in New York. The Yankees, I think, that might have been the quietest 10 or 11 game win streak that I've ever heard of. If they won, they rattled off all those wins in a row. And I, for me at least, paying more attention to the Mets, and maybe that's the problem. I feel like I didn't hear a whole lot about the Yankees zooming to the top of the American League. So they've been very impressive so far. The Mets have been very impressive so far. Probably a toss-up right now on which team is better. I'm not sure I believe totally in that Yankees rotation right now, even though they've had some very impressive performances from Nestor Cortez and Luis Severino, et cetera, not to mention Mm -hmm. Garrett Cole. Um, But, you know, the Subway Series this summer looks like it's going to be a lot of fun and – you know, things would have to fall right, but a Subway Series in October, obviously, goes without saying, would be a heck of a thing. Is is that the first Subway Series? Uh, when, when is the first you know, Subway I, Series? Do, and, you know, I okay, don't, I, I, this is this is what we're going to do I because don't, I don't I don't typically like to ask questions uh, that that I I don't for sure know that my guests have the answers to. So I'm going to look at the schedule. In the meantime, okay. why don't you give us get us up to uh, up to speed on what's going on with uh, with um, um, DeGrom, and, and uh, what's the latest on him, and when can we expect him back in the rotation? Jacob DeGrom is not going to be back in the rotation anytime soon. Two weeks ago about, it's going to be two weeks tomorrow, he had his most recent MRI, which the Mets said showed healing, but not enough healing for him to begin throwing a baseball, which is a critical step on his way back to pitching. So it's still going to be a while for DeGrom. He's actually penciled in for another MRI a week from today or a week from tomorrow. So we should have yet more news and yet more clarity on DeGrom in the next week or so. Uh, But once he does get cleared to throw, it's going to be a spring training-esque buildup for him. So they're going to take it really slow. They're going to take it really careful. And I think if he gets back in the first half of the season, then uh, that would probably be a win for the Mets and a win for DeGrom. Fortunately for the Mets, Tyler McGill, DeGrom's replacement, has been excellent. So they really haven't suffered at all in DeGrom's absence. And uh, that, of course, is just part of the bigger rotation picture that the Mets have enjoyed with Scherzer and Bassett and Carrasco has been excellent. Taiwan Walker now back after dealing with a few injury things. So, uh, it'll be a while for DeGrom, but so far, so good for the Mets on that front. With Adam. All right, here we go. Uh, in regard to the first Subway Series uh, is July 26th. It's a ways away, Tim. So July 26th, you've got two games. The Yankees will be at City Field, and that'll be a Tuesday and Wednesday night. And then, um, and then you've got a two-game series on August 22nd and the 23rd, and that's a Monday and Tuesday night. And that, of course, will be in the Bronx. And that is, uh, that's all I see right now. So uh, so not until really the quote-unquote second half of the season. And so the first time these two uh, teams will see each other is, is late July, just FYI. And I'm sure if, if, sure. If, if, if this type of success continues and this type of performance continues, man, uh, those tickets are going to be hard to come by. That's for sure. Tim, before we let you go, let's look big picture here in the reports out there. Uh, you're, you're, you've been talking to a few of the Mets coaches. Uh, some other players have commented that they feel that, um, well, first and foremost, let me set it up this way. Uh, this season, it is the lowest um, distance that that 
home runs have been traveling in eight years. So the average distance of a home run hit is 391. Okay. 391 mm-hmm. feet. Okay. So that's, that's, that's right. That's where it is right there. Um, the slugging percentage is 2.492. Again, the lowest it's been in eight years. So there's no denying. And again, I know it's a small sa- sample size, but there's no denying that statistically this season is what we like to call a dead ball. However, players feel, and they've been commenting, and, and of course you're reporting as well, speaking to some of the Mets coaches, uh, eyes don't lie, right? That balls that are being utilized by Major League Baseball in primetime games or nationally televised games are different than those otherwise. Uh, tell us more. What have you uncovered? Th- that came from a conversation I had with hitting coach Eric Chavez a few days ago, and I asked him, what's up and what does he think of the ball not flying like it normally does and those numbers that you had back up what the Mets and others strongly feel that it is a dead ball this year for some reason it's not going out like it normally does and he said that his players last weekend they were complaining about this issue because they will square balls up and they won't go out his players last weekend said hey Eric Chavez when we play Sunday night baseball against the Phillies watch what happens to the balls and watch how they fly. The suggestion being that the balls were in some way different for that national game of the week type game. And uh, Chavez was skeptical. And then the game happened and the ball flew like they hadn't been flying in the weeks prior, which turned Chavez into a believer, into a believer in what really initially sounds like a conspiracy theory. Um, It sounds insane to suggest that MLB, would have teams use different balls, different baseballs, for a particular game. The problem for MLB is that it feels a a little believable because every year for the last few years, something has been different about the baseballs. And at the beginning of the season, you don't really know what it's going to be, and you have to play and find out. And it's just some random twist every year. Um, You know, in talking to Brandon Nimmo, who – caught my eye when he actually gave chase to a home run that Bryce Harper absolutely crushed the other day. Brandon Immo said, uh, you know, he pointed out that MLB owns Rawlings, which makes the baseballs. So you would think MLB would be able to control the quality control process or, or, or maybe it does. And, you know, the players think that MLB is, screwing with the baseballs in some way. So it, it, it's part of the greater mistrust between the players and league that players always suspect something's up with the baseballs. And, you know, to paraphrase Eric Chavez, um, the numbers back that up, that balls hit at a certain speed, at a certain angle, normally turn into home runs. But this year that isn't happening except on Sunday night. It's fascinating, right? Yeah, it's, 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 a bar, it's a bizarre situation. Um, Nimmo was a little bit more measured in his approach than Chavez. Nimmo was uh, comfortable waiting till June when the weather warms up to see how balls are flying then. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a problem throughout baseball, and it got the attention of pretty much everybody in the game. It's wild. Uh, so stay on top of it. I'm sure Tim will as well. Tim, uh, awesome for you to join us on this uh, this Sunday morning, especially on, on Mother's Day. Really do appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Great. Thank you very much for having me. You got it. Tim Healy, find his work at Newsday.